Welcome to Dramas with the Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm Carrie the Mockney. And I'm Kane Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode that we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. The link is in our show notes. So it is June and we are almost halfway through 2020. And man, does it feel longer than that. It does. (laughs) So true. But since we tend to have a huge load at our end of year reviews in January, we thought it'd be kind of prudent to split the year in half since by December... We have forgotten a ton of dramas, great performances, and everything that aired really early in the year. So, welcome to our mid-year review, where we are going to talk about all the best and worst that dramas have given us in the last few months. With the understanding that because of current circumstances, that a lot of the couples or the people or the whatever are in dramas that we haven't finished because some of us just finished the first drama of 2020 other than ones that started at the end last night. (laughs) Someone being me. So a lot of these characters or dramas we've either started and we, you know, we really love the characters and we just haven't finished just because life is what it is right now. And um, but it doesn't mean that the characters aren't great and it it would be very sad if at the end of the year we didn't mention them or forgot about them, which happens a lot. When I go back and look, I'm always like, what was I even watching during that period of time? Because this time does tend to be a little bit scarce, but the gems are sadly missed and we don't want that to happen. So um, we're going to start out by talking about ones that do get missed a lot in my opinion, because they're side characters, especially when you get to the end of the year, you're like, I don't remember anybody but the main couple. So we're going to talk about side characters and who have been our favorites. And I think, okay, I was going to say we have fewer people doing it. I was leaving some, so we we might end up naming a couple more than what we have on here if we want to, I think would be good Mm -hmm. because, you know, we don't want to miss anybody. But so I'm going to go first and mine is um, Ma Hyun Yi. And Tony Kim from Itaewon class. And that is the drama that I just finished last night. I had the last three episodes to finish. But even before that, they would have um, gone on my list because not only are they um, diverse and you don't really see them um, in the in K-dramas that often, but I just loved both of their characters and felt that... Um, they, they did an amazing job. Uh, I watched um, Chris uh, Lion Leon is what his uh, the Tony Kim's characters uh, isn't it his name and really the actor's name. And I watched him on um, some YouTube thing where it was like spill your tea and listen to him and how he got the part and how, you know, like he had known uh, Park Sojun and before it started and all that stuff. And it was just very interesting to get to know him and kind of have him talking about like him playing the guitar at the end of this, which I hadn't seen yet when I watched the YouTube video. But then when I watched it last night, the very end, I got to see him singing and it was um, really kind of nice and cool. So that is probably my main side character. Other, I mean, there's so many in the one there's a, the ones that we're watching right now. There's a lot of them, uh, especially in ones that K Muse is going to mention. But um, a shout out also to the book club in Weather is Nice 
Have you either, mm-hmm. are you guys, yeah, you, you guys watched a little bit of that. I haven't finished that one either, but that's also on my list of like, I will finish it. I just have to be in the right frame of mind to finish it. But the book club just touched my little book love and heart. I liked all well, of them. Well, they were just adorable because they, they were. were so quirky. Like a lot of book clubs <laughs> I've been in, the people are very similar because they're all readers and they're kind of serious. And I'm just like, okay, I love you all, but you're lame. And so it's nice. <laughs> So it's nice to see just quirky people that you wouldn't expect to be in a book club all come together and be excited about it. Yeah. Like that opening scene where they're all coming in from different parts of the You don't know what's village. going on. Yeah. And I like that. So now you're making me want to finish Weather is Nice. We, uh, we've got I, to finish it. Again, it's just one where it was like it got heavy right when the world got heavy. And I'm just like, nope, <laughs> I can't do it. But like his sister and just the way that they they would read poetry and read to each other and stuff. And and again, it's all ages. It was young and old and all starting that small town feel. I just loved them. Oh, and his best friend that talks too much that works for the city. Yes, he's the oh, that's I was trying to think. I was like, there was somebody else in Extraordinary You because the um, this the the nice guy in that mm-hmm. is in Oh My Baby right now. And I was trying to think of what other actor ended up in a drama, and it's him because he's uh, yeah, yeah, he was in that one, and his character is completely different, and um, I liked his character a lot. Oh, I yeah. like. A very versatile actor. Yeah. Which is really nice. Yeah. So. Agreed. And you're making, yeah, you're definitely making me want to finish it. I dropped it. I got through episode 11. Mm-hmm. You know, so close to the end. Yeah, that's, I think so where close. I was, I think I was about 11. I know the next couple episodes I've seen everybody talking about it on Twitter and stuff that they're harder to watch and much more serious subject and everything. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to save that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got through that a bit and I think I was just like, okay, I can't, but I can't like, you make a good point. Quarantine and just everything that's happening. Sometimes even when I'm not paying attention, the heavy stuff feels heavier. Yeah. And so I'm like, nope, not going to go back, cutting it off, not thinking about that. Maybe it's outside influences and not just me just giving up on it. I so. think almost anything that you started watching and you liked that is being is airing during this time, you should put it in your comeback to when we have another dry spell. I really do. I've got a long list. <laughs> <laughs> me too, but. All right. So I will mention I finished Love with Floss and that went through. That was one of those. I think it crossed over the end of the year into this year. If Mm. I remember right. Does that sound right? I think so. I know I started that one. Yeah. Yeah. I checked the dates on all of these before we started podcasting, but now I can't remember anyway. (laughs) But Love Love with Flaws, like I was never in that for the main couple. Mm -hmm. It was actually all about the side characters, like her brothers, her Mm -hmm. best friend. You know, it wasn't them because they were just so, I've said it before and I'll say it again. They were so awkward. It was almost hard to watch. Mm. But the brothers and the second lead and the best friend, they all saved it. Yeah. And so, and you know, Kim Sol-gi is her best friend. That was just, how can you not watch her? She needs her own drama. I know. (laughs) She's, she was the, um, she's also a side character in uh, Find Me in Your Memory and, or Find Me. Yeah, I think that's it, which is another one that I have on the list of I'm going to finish because it's really good. But she's the sister slash manager. And I really like her character in that, too. She's just she's always so good. She's got this really good common touch that just makes you want to be her best friend. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I will also add in, I'm watching good casting and the pacing has been kind of uneven, but I really love there's, um, one of the black ops, female agents. She's, she's like a mom and a housewife and she sells insurance when she's not being a spy. And I just love her. She's so confident and can take on anything and just, I mean, She's she's great. I love seeing the older female characters who, you know, have a lot going in their on in their life, kind of like me. And so I'm like, hey, I can identify with this. I'm not as smooth with the sales as she is, but she's just she's fun to watch. Yeah, I really liked her, too. She was very entertaining. I think she was my. uh, Yeah, I think she was my favorite when I watched the first episode or so. Yeah, same. Same here. Um, so mine come from two different shows that have amazing side characters. Um, Let's just say K Muse got here first, but go ahead. <laughs> I would have shared. shared. Especially the uh, second one. <laughs> but one of the best ones, in my opinion, is Do Juan, mm. who's playing two different characters in The King, Eternal Monarch, and both of them are completely different in all ways. And both are amazingly done. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. so amazing how good of a performance he's giving. Uh, Probably the best performance of the show, to be honest, in my opinion. You should watch Um, behind the scenes with him in the scenes. He's definitely the one that's keeping people laughing. Not that Eamon Ho and them aren't, like, also being, like, super funny in this. But he's just his little hip swiggle that he was doing. And then he ended up putting it in the show because he was doing it before they rolled camera and everybody was laughing at him. And then he put it in what some scene. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, he's. (laughs) He is the the laugh maker. Um, And also in The King Eternal Monarch, I wanted to give a shout out for uh, Jung Eun Che. Not quite sure how you pronounce that. But she plays the prime minister who I absolutely detest. Yeah, I do not like her. She's doing a very good job of it. Yeah. Like performance is very good. And I absolutely detest the character. And I think she's doing an amazing job and does deserve a shout out for mm-hmm. her performance because she is standing out with a lot of more seasoned actors that I'm and I notice her. So I really appreciate her performance. And then the other show that has such an amazing cast, both the main characters as well as all the side characters, is Hospital Playlist. And the one that really stands out for me is Shin Hyung Bin who is the resident Jing in the the show. Yeah. And she is just doing a really fabulous job of holding her own. And she's become one of my favorite characters of the show. And so I really wanted to give her a shout out, but really all of the characters are doing a really good job. All of the residents and nurses and doctors are just really bringing their all for that show. I was a little concerned when the show started because I was like, oh, my gosh, they just keep introducing more and more and more (laughs) and more characters. How am I ever going to know who's who? But like they've done a really good job in the pacing that they're at of like establishing all the different characters. And I mean, they might not be in there for very like the interns. They're in there for a minute here and there or whatever. And but they've given them a really good platform. And I feel like um her I really like her and then the um the OBY the o, the OB doctor 
that mm-hmm. um, just confessed or whatever. I love her too. Yeah. Like she's, she's great. Really good. Yeah, she is good. Oh, and the twin medical students. Yeah, the, they are the interns. They're 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 really cute. But and again, they just pop up here and there. Um, and then the one resident doctor who's under um, Songhua. He's oh, what is his name? I can't remember. But he's the one that who's had an injury, and he's the neuro, like he's the resident that's training to be a neurosurgeon or whatever. Oh, resident yeah. yeah, yeah. I got his name wrong in a in the recap that we were doing. People and then somebody commented and was like, "I'm confused," or "I think I know who you're talking about." And I was like, "I'm sorry, I looked at the huge list of characters and got his name wrong." But did my best. Yeah, yeah the guy next to it was the one doctor who they keep teasing and asking over and over and over if he likes the other um, doctor. They keep asking him, do you like whatever her name is? Again, there are a lot of characters, but I may not be able to keep their names straight with all of them, but I feel like they've done a good job of like establishing their character and making it to where, you know, their storyline and all that kind of stuff. You may not know all their backstory, but it feels, you know, the ensemble cast that they have on there is just phenomenal. They really are. You know, I just had an epiphany, too, because circling back to the prime minister and how much we love to hate her. Mm-hmm. You remember in Last Empress, that mistress to the emperor and how much we hated her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same feeling, except I like the prime minister a little better. She's a little stronger. Yeah. Maybe. I think she's a stronger actress yeah. than the other one is. So And has amazing style. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> she right. And she doesn't let her job stop her from, you know, looking amazing. If she wasn't such a psycho, I would appreciate her. <laughs> but man, is she greedy. Yeah. She's, yeah. No. All right. I guess I get to introduce the next one. I think for the rest of the thing, we should be on target where I'm, we're not doubling up. We'll see. But um, so the next one is Chinese dramas, which for me, I don't usually watch that many of them. But um, I actually have two of them that I'm watching the romance of tiger and rose and i'm only like four episodes in i think there's only six out right now but they weren't subbed when i looked last time but um it is so much fun uh came use it has it, like does don't you feel like it has like that eternal the eternal love or whatever what is that when i you it's ha- a t- eternal love but it's the time travel eternal right i was gonna love, say there's the, so many eternal loves there's so many eternal loves <laughs> the one where she time travels back and he has amazing guy liner and yeah it kind of has that yeah. feel she's not time traveling she's the writer of the story and i love how as a writer she's trying to figure out what her characters are doing um and what their mo- she's like not understanding their motivation when she's the one that wrote them, she's like, why are they doing that? Because they should be doing this because their motivation is to kill me. Why, why is he acting so weird? But like, they have some potential for being, um, a very sizzling, uh, chemistry wise couple where I just like, they both are really cute together. And also, um, the story could, could go crazy, but I think it's a lot of fun and it's definitely worth, uh, checking out and it's one of those I think it's a what it might be a web drama I'm not sure it's only 24 episodes though right Camus? yeah 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 and it definitely has more of a web drama feel <clears throat> or just like yeah. a modern concept stuck into a historical right ah. so yeah she's it's definitely not a traditional historical drama 
in any way. Yeah, she's in her own story and her story is like she's flipped the switch. And so all the women in the town that she's created are the ones with all the power and the ones with that do all the things. So like the men are the ones that play the instruments and entertain the women and stuff. So it's it's a kind of a funny twist on that. So Hmm. I might have to watch that after all. Yeah. And I've been I've been on a high school Chinese drama kick, which if you read the blog, you know this because I just finished one that annoyed the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) But so and I wanted something in um, K-Muse and K-Drama Jen had mentioned on their Chinese podcast, Skate Into Love, which I had given like five minutes and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm on episode 13 now and I've been watching it for three days. (laughs) That's funny. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's hitting all the right spots. And the actors are really solid because they keep flipping back and forth. The main couple knew each other in childhood. They were desk mates in elementary school. And then they went to different schools. And now they're in the same college. And so they keep flipping back to when she used to be, well, she used to um, be very bossy and straightforward with him. He saw it as bullying. But if you watch it, you realize that it's just kind of her being brash and straightforward. So... Anyway, but they keep flipping back and forth and like they're doing a really good job because sometimes they have the child actors playing the main leads, but sometimes the main leads play themselves as children and they're just dressed up as kids. <laughs> <laughs> just, How old working. are they supposed to be as children? Hmm? How old? Uh, the, they'll switch it around. It's They'll have like the kid version and then switch it to the adult version dressed as the kid version. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a... A weird way they do it, but it works. Okay. But it's a it does. weird. <laughs> it serves the story is, I think, the biggest thing. And so, between that and just it's got some um, shenanigans. Is that the best way to put it? Probably, but they're they're fun. They're not. They don't feel terribly forced, and there's just it's not mean spirited. Yes, exactly. And so there's just there's a lot of good going on in there. And I know Kim Hughes mentioned that one of the side couples is boring, and I can't disagree with that. But they they're really so easy boring. to fast forward through. <laughs> yeah, I just I guess part of my problem is because it's uh, the female lead is her roommate and her love interest, and the roommate's supposed to be this huge animal lover, and I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying what she's selling. So I I tend to fast forward that. But yeah, so you know that's not like the most glowing yay go watch this but skating the love really is hitting it out of the park for me and it's, it's the a only good chinese... fluff drama yes it's the only chinese drama that i've watched so far this year that's from this year so and my choice is going to be eternal love of dream also called pillow book it's a side offshoot from eternal love peach blossoms 10 miles of peach blossoms whatever the title was that was like super long um from was it two years ago it's been a while since that aired Mm -hmm. um but it's an offshoot story of two characters that were side characters in the original show and now this is their story about their romance and it just hit all the right feels um the story was amazing. It was really easy to binge. I loved every version of their long, long, long time that it took them to get together. We're talking like 30,000 years. 
Um, so it was very <laughs> you interesting. say that no, so nonchalantly, like 30,000 years. 30, years. <laughs> well, he's like 300,000 years old and was a bachelor. So, you know, I guess that puts the uh, Itaewon class where I was a little bit like, oh, my gosh, it's this long before they end up getting together. But, you know, that's nothing he compared to, to grow. Yeah. But this time they had to grow through many different experiences before both of them were mature enough and at a stage where they could realize how well they work together as a couple. So it was really enjoyable. And it was the same in the 10 miles of peach blossoms where it did take them a long time of going through different experiences to get together in the end. And so um, kind of the same thing, kind of the same feel. I highly recommend it. The couple had a lot of chemistry and the only negative, especially for a drama geek, is the girl who does the voiceover for mm. the female lead. Mm -hmm. Her voice is a little high-pitched, squeaky. Um, and so that can be slightly off-putting if that's one of your triggers, like it is for drama geek, unfortunately. So I've, I uh, think it, I've narrowed it down to there's like one or two that do it and it, it I think it mostly just ends up making the whatever character she's voice acting for feel very um space cadetty and it's just hard for me to like I don't yeah. know it's just that valley girl feel to them yeah. or something I know that's the best way girl. I can <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I can describe it I don't know it's just the way she the voice actress breathes and like I don't know it but Again, I, I pick and everybody has their own thing. So I'm sure most people, it wouldn't bother them. Oh, yeah. Yep. So anyway, that is my pick because it was a f like phenomenal show. So. Okay, cool. Hey, quick question. I was thinking about Fairyland Lovers because I was struggling. I started that one and I did not like the female lead's voice. Did you watch that one, Kim Hughes? Um, I'm in process of watching it. I think I'm on episode 19, okay. but I, I don't mind it. I'm not the person who has too many issues with voiceovers. Um, if anything, I, was... I it doesn't bug me that much. Sometimes mm -hmm. a few of the Japanese female voices can grate a little bit if they go too cutesy, but other than that, I don't have issues, so... Okay. I was just wondering if it was the same voiceover actress. And maybe that's... I don't think so because um, Drama Geek was able to watch that one. Which one is it? <laughs> Fairyland Fairy Lovers. Lovers. Fairyland Lovers. What was that one? I don't remember. Did I watch <laughs> Fairyland Lovers? The guy, yeah, the girl who um, they see ghosts and help ghosts with all their problems it's on oh, youtube yeah i she you know what i've with so there's like again there's two like there's a couple of different voice actresses one of them no matter how much i keep pushing through i did it never changes and then like some of them like the one for that girl after you get in a couple episodes in it doesn't sound like it kind of evens out and it maybe i just i end up liking the character and i don't notice it as much but i did like her but she did have a little bit at the very first couple of scenes and stuff that I watched but I watched enough of it that it, it didn't bug me she was fine okay because I got to the part where she popped out of the cake in the wrong business which, oh you yeah know, you gotta push yeah, oh, yeah yeah push through through that because she actually does end up being a pretty cool character yep but there's oh. some serious secondhand embarrassment at that moment yeah so gotcha. I bet yeah. that's what hit you more than anything because I know you hate that 
so much. <laughs> so, so much. Yeah. All right. So our next category is best cinematography. So how did it look? And I actually put a Taiwanese drama down for this one. It's only six episodes. It's called The Ghost Bride. And it's horror light. But man, the attention to detail for those sets and for just the landscapes. Because the girl, the main lead, she lives in the in the human realm. But obviously from the t- title, she's engaged to a guy as his ghost bride. And she does end up in the ghostly realm that's kind of the equivalent of hell, I guess. Hmm. And... Like, just the feeling there and the feeling in the human world, because you get a very good sense of the city that she lives in. And then also, at the end, try not to spoil anything, but the end is happy. And the landscape there, too. I mean, I watched this probably three or four months ago, and I can still picture it in my head. It was just so well done and so richly detailed that it stuck with me. Um, One that... I chose was Kingdom season two happened to come out this year. Mm. So it totally counts, even though it's a continuation. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. The, the amount of quality they put into that show is phenomenal. Like, and it's not just like the zombies and, and gurs and scares, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but every detail, every costume, yeah. every scene, every yeah. panoramic view of the, like the nature yeah. is just phenomenal. It's probably one of the best, um, filmed dramas out of any time. So that's gets my choice. It's on my list of still like if I can push past the gross sounds, I still have it on my list if I want to watch it. My husband Just uh, don't eat. I know. <laughs> Mr. Drama Geek is about to start season 2 on that one. Um he had to finish Stranger first. So he finished and then he watched Messiah, which is not a K-drama or anything, but he Messiah. Um so now he's going to start that one. But seeing all of the cuz I follow uh Duna Bay um, a lot on a lot of things. And so seeing all of her stuff that she's posted and everything, it's like, I want to watch it so bad. And then, uh, what is it? Is it, what is his name? The King or the Prince or whatever? Oh, um, Hoon? Is that? Yeah. Ji-hoon. Yeah. He's the Burger King spokesman now for it <laughs> in his kingly costume and like eating it. And you, he's like dancing around. Not- him. It's like, Ew. Be like, just be thankful that it's not people meat. (laughs) But like he was, I saw so a couple of different posts. One, he's in his kingly costume and he's just holding the burger and he's like Burger King or whatever. And then another, he's in regular clothes, but it's still on the set of the drama. And then he's dancing around with his burger and he's going to eat his burger. That's odd. That's just odd. That is not. I think. It's a pretty good choice for because Kingdom, I know, I is really is. Show, pu- I think of them slurping. I know zombies <laughs> stew and turning into zombies. So food does don't, not don't. equate good things with that drama. But you have to get creative to get uh, product placement in there. So like, <laughs> uh, it's not in the show. There's not a burger in the show, but he still is spokesman for it. I find it hilarious though. Um, not that I eat Burger King cause I actually don't, but, um, okay. It's my choice now. So I thought I was going to need to save this one for somebody else. 
but I'm not. So I get to pick it. But I also have another choice um, that I had already put on there. But I would say the King Eternal Monarch with the opening sequence and with um, I wouldn't say the directing is that great. <laughs> there's like for me, there's it's, it's, there's certain things the director choices the director is doing that kind of annoy me, like the ending scenes always facing each other and just how the the intimate kiss scenes or whatever are being directed. So I'm not a hundred percent on board with all of the directing choices, but I do think that there is a, a um, huge uh, story, fairy tale, beautiful, uh, the you know, snow falling, different those kind of things that do put this draw. It puts this drama where there are some very beautiful scenes. Um, and oh, I forgot to mention one of my side characters that I wanted to put on there was Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Because yeah, that's another. I've been watching a lot of behind the scenes stuff. See, I'm not finishing much, but I'm watching a lot of behind the scenes. It makes me happy. But Eamon uh, Ho spent like so much time with that horse that when they tried to film one of the scenes where they, they like where they see each other at the end of the first episode where he hugs her and then she pushes him away and is like, what, you know, what are you? I'm going to arrest you. They tried to do it with the horse behind him several times and could not because the horse kept coming up to him and wanting to be in the scene. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they great. had to like, so they had to take him out of her out of the shot and then film the scene. But um, so yeah, I feel like with some of the, the the different things and the magic part of it and this like this the time stopping and like the one time where he walked through and he pushed the snowflakes out of the way and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, you know, there's some really. Uh, um, awesome scenes and even like the first scene the like the where he uh, the uncle comes in and like kills everybody that was really shot very well and done very nicely and was beautiful or gross if you count all the blood that kept going everywhere <laughs> but so that one it's I think artistic. it was very yes. artistic so I think that that one definitely needs to be um, mentioned. And then, um, this is one I only watched the first two episodes on, but again, a lot of these I haven't finished or gotten very far, but a piece of your mind. Um, it's with Chase Bin and Jay and I think is who it is. The, the, um, Batman, co- the Batman cop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Um, it, it, I, again, it's one of those where it got cut short, like they cut the episode short because of the, the, um, ratings and stuff, I guess. But so I had gotten a little bit into it and I didn't really finish it, but there was just a, the way that that drama was filmed, um, in doing the music and the, just the different shots and the, there's several times where this thing is talking to her. Um, and it's his voice or whatever. And there's just the way that it was filmed, the way that they showed her and stuff there. I, I It has, it's been like two months, I think, since I've watched the first two episodes. And when I thought of that, it was one of the first things that came to mind. So obviously there was just something about the way that the cinematography of that drama stuck in my brain. Cause, um, I remember quite a few scenes and how well it was done and the mood, like it was a very sad mood but I but it was also a kind of a healing feeling to to it so I don't know it's hard to explain but it's another one that's on my list of things that I it's only 12 episodes so I think I have 10 left to go so I can I'll finish it but 
Yeah. I may watch it with you. It's on my list. It's like there, but yeah. it did not make the priority list. They went so. a really like dramatic, drastic, sad direction at the end of the second episode. And I was just like, what? That's where I don't, what? So I, that's kind of why I had to set it aside. And I'm gotcha. not even sure if the, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there was the, as it was as sad as it was supposed to be. But so yeah, I kind of just, but it was done. I liked the feel of the characters. I liked the feel of the show a lot. So our next category is breakout performances, which is always one of my favorite car- categories because it's really fun to find new <laughs> actors that are just starting and that you can look forward to. And probably the one that really hit home the most was Kim Dummy from Itawan Class. Uh, I'm sure if you follow the podcast, I've talked about her before because I really liked her in The Witch. And she didn't disappoint at all in Itawan Class. And she really stood out as a unique performer who just becomes the character. And she's not that girl that can be confused for anyone else. And I really love her and I hope to see her in future dramas. So she's another one of those characters in the last couple of years where people get mad at her because she's so convincing as her character. And so they're uh, toward the beginning of the the drama. I mean, not mad, mad, but you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. she was very convincing as her character and her character wasn't always the nicest person. So um, and she fit it so well. And I just don't know a lot of K-drama actresses that would have fit that role quite the way that she did, you know? And yeah, she, she definitely comes across as a movie actress yeah, performing yeah. rather than just a drama actress that can transcend and get better over time. Yeah, I no, guess she was a good way. Yeah, she was. I Because I had separated and watched the other part and then I watched this part, like her character in the last three episodes were so different from the part, the middle part of the drama. And I had separated myself a little bit from that. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed her performance in the last three episodes. She looked phenomenal in all the scenes. And I mean, there was some scenes and, um, where I was like, okay, this played out much better in the webtoon. It, it was just like the, <laughs> the timing and how long they were like running from the bad guy people. And it was just very unrealistic and kind of, corny a little bit but um she did a really great job and um I feel like she'll she's probably one that we won't see very often in dramas she'll probably end up being in in movies a lot um and really flourish really well uh, after my movie experience lately it's like I don't know we'll see well a lot of times those kind of actresses like her and um the one from Kingdom. Uh, oh, Duna name? Bay. Yeah, Duna Bay. They're not the traditional visual right. that a lot of drama actresses are. And that's mm. just how South Korea is when it comes to actresses, I think. Yeah. Um, so they kind of have to work their way up, I guess, mm. to. Well, I mean, she was thing. in one of the most popular dramas of the year so far. So, like, yeah, you know, but it I was mean, very. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it. It's not someone that every director is going to choose, I guess, is a good way. Yeah. It's taking a chance. But she's really amazing. And I love her. And I will watch anything she's in. So. So mine um, is um, Joan Mido 
from the hospital play playlist. She plays Songhua. She's the only female in the Fabulous Five friendship. <laughs> and I was super surprised when I looked it up. And this is her first drama. And she doesn't have like, it's not like she has a bunch of movies and then she decided to do a drama. But like, this is one of, maybe she is um, a lot of she's times. A, she's a theater actor. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of times, like there's the, there was a one actor. I remember a couple of uh, years ago where I was like, dang, he's really good. And then looked it up and he was a theater actor. So yeah, she's a theater actress. And so that's where, you know, why she's so strong, but like, ugh, I just, her character is one of the best, um, doctor female character I've seen in a long time. I just love her so much. And as a person, the character's person and as a, you know, the love interest, although uh, the Machne is only the only one that's finished this, this show. We still have the last episode to watch, but, um, she just seems so natural in her, her role and fits in with, I mean, some of these other guys and, uh, uh, actors and stuff, not necessarily the extended cast as much, but definitely the people that she's put in scenes with like over and over again, like they're in, tons of dramas, you know, and, and everything. And she's holding her own and doing an amazing job. So I hope that this will make it to where she is, starts being in more dramas after this. Um, no, it's always iffy with this, uh, particular, um, writer director cast. So not, they don't always go on to be in a bunch of stuff. A lot of them go on to be in movies and stuff more. So it'll be interesting to see if she continues to be in dramas or not. Yeah, I certainly hope so because she does. She just she has great chemistry with everybody that mm -hmm. she interacts with. Yeah, and yeah, I had to go verify that when you said that was her first drama. I'm like, yeah, she yep. just she's smooth and professional and just yeah, I she is one of my favorite characters in that drama, which is a hard pick because I like a lot <laughs> of the all, people in that huge <laughs> ensemble. Yeah. All right. Well, since you guys took the other ones, I had to do some digging. <laughs> <laughs> And um, kind of to my regret, I finished Touch. But one oh. of the best things to come out of that <laughs> was Ite Juan, which he's the best friend in High School King of Savvy. And he's the bodyguard oh. in W. Is he yeah. one of the five prize, five surprise, whatever guys? He must. No, I, think, I don't know. I think he is. Yeah, I think he's one. of. I think Kang Sojun uh, and him. Yeah. Are, yeah. So, but anyway, he plays an idol in Touch. Mm-hmm. But it's just because, you know, he's, you know, he's kind of immature in high school King of Savvy and he's very closed off in W. He does a very good job of being the Stoke bodyguard. And so to be to see him be just a playful puppy and what felt more true to his actual self. I don't know. I just I really liked him. I've been wanting to see him in a main lead role for a long time. And this this was good because I got to see more of his range and he just felt more accessible and he did a really good job. And honestly, I may have, this might be second lead syndrome talking, but really she should have ended up with him. <laughs> I'm sure it was much more comfortable uh, relationship. <laughs> well, Looks like I he was own. in what's, what's wrong with secretary Kim. Was he one of the people that worked at the, um, her job? I think, I think he was, I think he was the guy that worked there. Possibly. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I not remember. But, and he is he's he is a member of the five the surprise. surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. So, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was just I was glad to see him have a meteor role, and he just he he did really well. Like he had, again, he had chemistry with everybody that he interacted with as well. He had this Nuna manager, and they their relationship was hilarious. I really enjoyed that part of the drama. Um. I remember wanting so many more scenes with him when he was in W where he was the guard. He did a good job and I wanted like more bromance or more something. I really wanted to come over into the real world and all that kind of stuff. I remember him. So, um, so the next one, and I will say that I'm not going to answer what everybody else has answered, but I did put it on there with like seven no, I didn't put seven, but I would put it on there with like 10, 12, 15, probably one of my favorite current, current, like not saga drama uh, OSTs, but like modern dramas, probably since Signal. Um, but I will leave that to them. So the, my second <laughs> choice is Itaewon class. And there's just not many uh, like come on, let's overcome, let's beat the bad guy, let's accomplish everything that we can accomplish than that song that they have as the um, the opening. I don't know if it's the opening, but every time he's about to like, it's like take the bad guy. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Gaho's start. That's yeah. The song. It's called so, start by yeah, that song. And then there were some other songs that I really liked. And again, the um, the the guy that played Tony, he um, sings at the end. He plays his guitar and sings, and that was that was all him, and it was really good. I liked that. And then, of course, V uh, did a song that they played at the very end um, for that OST, and that was I really liked that song too. So they had some really great songs that I liked for that drama. All right, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I love. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just thinking about Gaho because. I've been a fan of his since Last Empress because he did the main song for that OST as well. Oh, did he? I remember he, really liking the Last Empress uh, song too. Yeah, and he's just—he's got a good touch with songs. I love—I love pretty much everything he puts out. So definitely worth checking out Gaho. So I'm going to be nice and leave off my first choice, and <laughs> you can take it. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm actually going to take Monarch because. If nothing else, Hua, Hua Sa from Mama Moo, she did sang Orbit, mm. and that gets stuck in my head on a regular basis, and it just fits the drama perfectly. I love it so very much. And it's just, it's got, it's just really grounded and moves forward, and it's got a romantic edge to it, but like, it just, it fits the overall tone of the drama, and it just, it pleases me to no end. Well, and I attention. appreciate that finally this writer has a drama where the music wasn't just annoying because so often her dramas have really loud over played music that like overcrowds the dramatic moments and and I don't know if it's her or just it tends to be her dramas that are picked by certain people but for once this one it adds to the moment not overwhelms it so I appreciate that she did airs right she did um what was it the one that jenny doesn't like um secret garden, secret garden. i see oh. i don't remember the music from that one that was so long ago but airs definitely had that one yeah that, that was like song. yeah 
<laughs> I liked goblin go- music. I liked the goblin, but oh, it was Descendants of the Sun that played the music oh, really yeah. loud over uh, most of the emotional scenes and everything. I can't remember what the song was. I'm sure it did and you amazing. Got kind both. of like sarcastic, like oh wow, the music's starting. I guess I should feel emotions towards the yeah, couple. Exactly. <laughs> music is a crutch. No. Uh, yeah. So. And, of course, I have the one that all three of us would have in our top (laughs) one. It's Hospital Playlist, which is doing such an amazing job with their music. Um, They're mostly focusing on, it's not all trot music, but it's classic trot music, like slow jam kind of stuff. Like stuff that gives you a feeling of time is a good way of putting it. Um, they pick they, all the songs that if they were real, like if the characters were real, it was all of the ones that they liked and played in high school, uh, college, which yeah, is where they yeah. met. So that so it's all the college like stuff. The music we heard in the eighties or whatever, right. you know, it's that kind of songs. Right. And I just love all the songs. It just adds this tone to the whole situation. And it's just a joy to watch them sing this music so well and that's the thing is like every episode it's they have to regroup and have their um practice like they they're like oh, yeah are we gonna be able to practice and it's like they're so busy and they have and so much stuff going on are we gonna choose yeah. <laughs> it's so enjoyable to and then, see these people connecting over music and they all um have put a lot of effort into being able to play the instruments that they're playing mm-hmm. and then the the darth vader daddy he's you know i mean he he's amazing voice plays a guitar he's just awesome but i also love like sunkwa like her on the bass i love watching Mm -hmm. that i love all of them playing their instruments and the songs just stick with me and make me feel so happy like it's just part of that like i could listen to just them being a band and not even have the hospital stuff and then we have all the (laughs) hospital stuff too so well and can i just say junwa on the on the guitar so prison playbook yeah yeah bestie yeah he just he's pretty darn good on the guitar and you guys haven't seen this song in the last episode (sighs) i'm not rubbing that in or anything but he actually plays the acoustic guitar instead of the electric and i'm just like oh oh, he did so well Well, he actually sang and performed in his last drama he performed in the ost Mm. for that one and it's one of my favorite songs of all time i have it on my playlist and play it all the time and so I really like him as a performer as well. Yeah, I still need to watch that drama. When when the devil calls your name, right? Yes, yes. Yes. All right. So, so ladies, we have we're at a pretty pretty decent time frame of how long we've been recording and we've got a ton of time left our subjects to go. So I don't know <laughs> if we want to cut any of these out. I think then the next topic we could probably cut and then just move on to leading man and leading lady and OTP and be be done. So okay. just to talk talk tick tock we have right. tick tock the clock is a good one. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to Makne do the next main Yes. Okay. Our best leading man. And I so cheated on this because nobody else had filled it out. <laughs> but I took Emin Ho because I've watched City Hunters. I've watched Airs. I've watched. Um, why did my brain just blank? So not a ton of his dramas, but his earlier dramas. Anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> in this one, I'm finally in the Emin Ho band camp or whatever you want to call it because I can see the appeal. Finally, he's got 
just this commanding presence as the king. He's calm, he's confident, he's intelligent, and I'm buying what he's selling this time around. He just he just oozes charisma, and I'm loving it. So for me, he is definitely the best leading man out of the dramas I've seen so far. Um, my choice is Jo Jung-suk, also known as Darth Vader Daddy to us in Hospital <laughs> Playlist. Um, he's just, this is one of his best performances, in my opinion, because he is an actor that definitely has some characteristics that he brings to most of his performances and it's not a bad thing it's just something you know he has some some ticks that he always has but this time he's just becoming this character and it's such a joy to watch him he's such an amazing actor and character and performer that i'm just loving every moment of it so mm-hmm. he's my choice yeah, yeah, I agree with that choice. Somebody <laughs> got here way quicker than I did on all of these. And I because like I would say he might be he I think he is I don't know if I could say I, out of this writer director team, he may be my favorite character they've ever created. Like he is just the most amazing dad, the most amazing doctor, the most amazing human being. He's Mm-hmm. super friend to everybody. He's almost too perfect, but he's not perfect because he's so stupid sometimes and like <laughs> goofy. And like, he's the one I bet you if, cause I haven't watched money like uh behind the scenes, but I bet he's the one that is silly and sets the mood and always is doing stupid. Cause he, he, Half the time he's in the back of the the shot and they're focusing on something else and he's back there doing some weird thing. And you're just like, was that even planned? I bet it wasn't. But I just love him so much. And then he's so dreamy when he's singing and and it, his like moves of being a romantic lead are so under like understated, but also swoony just because he takes care of everyone. He's such a caretaker of Anybody and everybody that it's in his life. And I just love him so much. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I will quickly say that my, I need to mention the lead guy in Oh My Baby. He was, I I didn't watch Fiery Priest, but I guess he was a pre, uh, was he a bad priest in that? Or was he, what? No, no, he was a gangster. gangster. Bad guy. Okay. But he was a very good gangster bad guy that you didn't want to dislike. Right. He's a gangster in that. And then he, he was also in Misty. He was the golfer that dies that they try to figure out his murder. But he is like, the nice guy is back this year. And I'm, I just love how nice everybody is, but he's just like the goofiest, sweetest, nice guy. I just love watching because everything else he's been very like serious and stern that I've seen him in and this one he's just a big goofball so him and then also um the dad the lead guy in high by mama yeah high by mama um the uh loony from Mm -hmm. from prison playbook he also does that um goofy the goofiness so well but he just breaks my heart anytime they show during the time when his wife died the ghost in the show um oh my gosh he just rips my heart out he's he just does that so well and i just love his character and his acting so that's my picks all right so which moves us to best leading lady and my choice is Kim So-kyung. She's really been pushing her character choices over the last, I'd say, about two, three years. 
and she is the leading lady in Nobody Knows. Um, uh, it's a show where her best friend in high school was murdered by a serial killer, and so she becomes a cop on the search for the truth to this um, crime that happened back when she was young. And in the meantime, as she's getting older, she doesn't let a lot of people in, but she befriends a young boy in her apartment complex. And as they grow friendship-wise, he gets into some trouble and she has to go track down the mystery behind him as well as the serial killer mystery. And it's, she's just phenomenal. Um, and she's just an amazing actress to begin with. And she's really been able to... Uh, pick dramas that get her out in noticed, even though she's in her fifties now, but uh, she's really holding her own with all the younger stars out there. So I wanted to pick her as my favorite leading lady of the year so far. I um, is, I'm sound like a broken record, but it's another one that I started. It's too serious and I am going to finish someday, but her, <laughs> the parts that I watched her relationship with the young kid is just touched my heart way more than I expected it to. I just loved her portrayal of that and her interaction. So I second that um, vote. And then my pick is going to be um, Parkman Young for the I'll See You When the Weather is Nice. I have not finished it, but this is definitely out of her normal, um, more bubbly characters that she plays in her, the rom-coms and stuff. She was very serious um, and she did a really good job. I felt like she pushed herself and I really liked her character in that. Okay. And I'm actually going to hop on the John Mido train for a hospital playlist. And she just, one of the things that I really like about her character because, you know, it seems like everybody likes her, right? And mm -hmm. there's rom-coms where, of course, everybody falls for the leading lady because it's in the script. But in Hospital play Playlist, everybody falls for her because she's just so genuine and connects with everyone. And Joan Mido is just doing a fabulous job portraying that. And we've, we've gone into raptures about that enough, so I'll just leave it right there. <laughs> okay. So... I'll do the next one just because I think that's the order of okay. whatever. Um, so best OTP, although I'm introducing it, I don't really have a choice for this one because I feel like there haven't been a lot of like, you would think Maybe. it would be the eternal monarch or, um, <laughs> it, but it's not like, I think that that, I can't tell you exactly why. Maybe by the end of the drama, I'll feel like it. There's just been some inconsistencies, which I feel like is the writer director's fault, not their fault. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think I'd pick them as my favorite OTP, but I maybe I think it's because I haven't finished a lot of dramas. There's a lot of potential for a lot of dramas. So I'm just going to say I don't have one right now. <laughs> oh man. I wish Sorry. I could have gone with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> you picked a good one, though. You, uh, that would probably have been my answer if I had to pick one. Okay. Well, and not that they're an official OTP. Right. But um, Dr. Che Song Hua and Darth Vader Daddy from Hospital Playlist, they're the ones I'm rooting for. So they're my OTP just because I'm rooting for them. Whether it actually happens or not, doesn't matter. I totally get that. And with a couple more seasons in the works, we have time to see that grow or mm -hmm. go in different directions. I'm excited for that. 
Um, the ones I picked was my also my pick for favorite Chinese drama, The Eternal Love of Dream, Pillow Book Couple. Uh, they were just phenomenal together. I have seen quite a few shows with both of those actors before, and this is the one where I actually really enjoy the OTP. Um, some of a lot of their other dramas, it's okay, but it's not anything that I'm just gonna fan out about. Um, so this is my pick for that. And yeah, there weren't a lot of couples that really hit it for me this year. There's been a lot more of the, like the ensemble cast shows that I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. that weren't uh, OTP focused. So I think it's kind of that situation has really limited the picks. Yeah. So the next one <laughs> has me on here as well. Sorry, being first. I don't like uh, introducing two in a row. But uh, I'm just going to say this couple, not necessarily because of the show, because I only watched like two episodes. But dang, in those two episodes, the hyena couple were sizzling. Even in the pre the previews, he just he's got good chemistry with lots of people. And they were um, great. And the fact that she's an older uh part of the couple um can you guys still hear me sorry the connection okay so um we we were having storms in our area listeners so sorry it's yeah (laughs) which but um so yeah that they were sizzling in their first couple episodes they they're a fake couple for the first couple episodes or whatever but they they have some really great moments so that's my pick Okay, and I'm actually going with a C-drama. I'm going with Skate Into Love, which, <coughs> excuse me, since I just binged it the last couple of days, it's not a surprise. But what I like is they're being kind of cheesy with the accidental fall on each other and kiss kind of thing, but it was hilarious because instead of being embarrassed about it, I mean, they were embarrassed in the moment, but then afterwards they kept thinking about it. And, like, he imagined it in his mind instead of her just falling on him as a, her kind of an angel descending from the sky. <laughs> They ended up kissing him and it just made me laugh. And I enjoyed the cheesiness of that skinship. I don't mind regular, really intense skinship, but that made me, that was a nice take on the cheesy aspect. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And And so. Oh, sorry. I thought it was my turn. (laughs) Oh, well, I I have to say he also, I mean, all in that same episode, he also managed to fall onto like, her best friend and then he was holding hands with his roommate i mean there was just he had skinship with everyone so <laughs> that's funny it was kind of funny anyway and uh just like the otp question it was a really light year so far with steamy skinship um there were a lot of dramas i was hoping for more in but it just didn't come So I'm also giving it to the Pillow Book Couple since in the last third of the show they had some really steamy scenes that made me squeal and text K-Drama Jen. And so that's the only show I can think of right offhand that had me actually texting people like, oh my gosh, this was so good. So that's my choice. All right. Well, shall we skip to best dramas and just keep it positive and light? Yep, I agree. All right. I think we know what tops our choice for the best two dramas of the first half of the year, because I think we would all agree that it would be Hospital Playlist. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. Been, I mean, 
I substock shows and some of them I quit substocking after a while and some of them I come back to later. But Hospital Playlist, I have substocked or waited for it to drop on Netflix the entire time. I've been there every Thursday. So it's been my that, comfort spot. Like I might not mm-hmm. watch it right away, but it's because I'm savoring it and waiting to watch it right when I really need them and that those people on the drama. Like it's my happy place every week. Yeah. That is exactly how I feel. In fact, I may have to go back and rewatch it just for all the happiness. So, and my second one would actually be Hot Stove League because that was just for me because I'm a quasi sports fan. We'll blame that one on my husband. It was just satisfied from satisfying from beginning to end. And um, my other one, it's the one that I finished. <laughs> but um, I think even if I had finished a bunch of other ones, it would probably be Itaewon Class because of it just groundbreaking diversity, some of the characters that they, um, the storylines that they went through and, and how they depicted them and, and everything, um, was amazing. And, um, I loved all the characters, even the ones that weren't likable. Um, and I just loved the feel, even the, the last three episodes, the arc of him discovering some of the things that he finally discovered about, uh, what he needed to do with his life. It was, it was very, Wonderful at the end, and I loved I loved seeing all the characters where they ended up and everything. So that's my pick. And my pick actually is surprisingly um, one of the few romances on our favorites of the year. <laughs> um, and I know this isn't everyone in our group's favorite, but my hello love really hit a good spot for me. Uh, was I binged it all straight in a row? It was very bingeable. Um, the romance was pretty strong in my opinion, even though it's kind of traditional and cheesy. And I really enjoyed the couple in my holo love from beginning to end. And so it also goes on my list of favorites. So hopefully that gave you some, if you haven't been able to finish a lot of dramas or if you just don't know what to watch, hopefully it gave you some choices of what you might want to watch in the next couple of weeks or just being happy that we listed the ones that you loved. So thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. If there is a specific actor or theme that you would like us to discuss, let us know. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.